the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on gotodobbs.com now. For over two decades, E&B Granite has been St. Louis's trusted name for kitchen, bathroom, and outdoor space renovations that are guaranteed to bring new life into your living spaces. Their skilled team will provide you with personalized customer service, fast turnaround times, and prices you won't find with big box stores. Support local and schedule free consultation at enbgranite.com or call them at 314-645-9300 or better yet, stop by the showroom and explore their massive inventory. Again, that's enbgranite.com. Talking everything St. Louis Blues as we head into the Boardwalk Hardwood Floors Blues booth. Boardwalk Hardwood Floors has quaint floors for every home with locations in West County, South County, St. Charles County, and our new location in Mid-County. And online at BoardwalkHardwood.com. Michelle and Randy and the very busy Darren Pang joins us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Good morning, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing this morning, uh, Michelle and, and Randy? We're doing Everybody great. Good? Hey, yeah. And you've done a lot of work over the past. You've done a lot of national work. Is it your preference to be busy and basically be doing something hockey-related every single day? Oh, Randy, I'm getting too old for that kind of stuff. <laughs> I just want to hang out with my little dog, Brucey, and my grandchildren, you know, um, and play a little golf along the way. Um, you know, I... I I like being busy. I think I think that's good. I think it, it does keep you, I think, young and energetic. If that makes any sense, mm-hmm. it, you you would think that it would wear you out. But I I think all in all, considering this is my first year going back into it in, in a while, um, I think I've I've held up pretty good. If that's the right way to say it, I mean, you know, there's there's going to be times, especially with all these, you know, I'm not talking about COVID, but just a lot of germs going around anyway, and a lot of. You know, whether you've got the sniffles or you just feel a little run down and then you get to a rink and then you feel energized again. So uh, that part of it has been a lot of fun. The other part of it is, too, um, is going out and seeing other teams and and watching what they're doing going through their ups and their downs. Um, Everybody thinks, especially when you're in a marketplace, let's like St. Louis, and, and, and we're not, you know, not playing our most consistent hockey. And then I go around and I see all these teams that we probably perceive as, oh, wow, they're top teams. They've got their role and everything's going great with them. And then you get to those cities and you really cover those teams and you go, wow, it's not perfect everywhere. And so I, I, I've, I've enjoyed that because I've seen the imperfections all over the league. And I, I think that bodes well for me personally doing a broadcast here and, and finding out some, you know, some of the things that, uh, that the Blues are similar to other teams or some of the things that the Blues have a, a great advantage in as compared to other teams. Well, Pinger, I want to stay there for a second because you are such a great resource because you do get to see so many other teams. Where would you place the Blues comparatively when you look at the landscape of the NHL? I think we're top three in our in our like in our division. I'll stay. I'll keep it right there. We're top three in our on our side. I mean, clearly Colorado's number one. I mean, nobody's nobody will ever dispute that. But uh, as far as number two and, and number three on uh, on ours, that's that's where we're at. We're not a for me. I mean, when we're when we're playing our best and we're going up against the the better teams in the league, we're we're not a wild card team. We're we're a, a two three team in ours. So um, there's there's um, probably. I, I would say, in all transparency, there's probably a, maybe a lack on a consistent basis of an identity with our team. And I think we can see that when, it, when, when they're playing a, a game without any identity. You can see that they fall into a trap of, of a lot of teams around the NHL. 
it's when we are playing with an identity and like you know, for several moments in that game in Nashville where you saw that fourth line just hounding pucks and wearing them down and constantly on the prowl, um, and that allows your, your, your skill lines to, to do their work, uh, you know, that's, that's when you look at the Blues and go, okay, that's, 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 that, that's a top three team right there without any doubt whatsoever. It's just about finding that, that consistency with that identity and everybody being on the same page. And I, I believe when the Blues are on that same page, and are all buying in, I believe that they can beat anybody in the NHL. Panger, it's interesting. We talk a lot about the fourth line and the identity and the energy that a fourth line brings. And I watch this team because in 2019, that's always going to be our comp, right? Because the Blues won the Stanley Cup. And that fourth line had been established. That Barbashev, Sunquist, Steenlide had been established. Is the personnel here, if they play like they're capable of, for a fourth line to be built that provides what they need? Yeah, and but make no mistake, Randy, and I, I don't think I have to say this that the you know there is no Alexander Steen no. in this lineup. I mean that's just the facts. I mean he was a you know a mentor, a coach, a manager, um, you know, and a, a teammate that could say things to another teammate that others feel uncomfortable saying. And 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 it's amazing to me as years go on how uncomfortable people are telling somebody else that maybe their shift was too long. Maybe the dump-in was a bad dump-in. You know, maybe, maybe the, the, the line change was at the wrong time. I mean, those are the things and the intangibles that, that Steiner brought to the table. Um, but can we replicate that? Well, yeah, we can, because you've got two-thirds of that. So if you've got Sunquist and you've got Barbashev, um, and you could have a Bozak in there, uh, for sure, you've, you've, you've got a line that they would know exactly what to do because the voice of Alexander Steen would haunt their ears if they didn't do it. <laughs> right, no doubt about it. And uh, along these lines, we talk about the Blues setting the tempo, and I'm with you, I think they can compete with anybody when they set the tempo. But if they get into a series against Colorado, they're kind of built like that now too, aren't they? Where they're capable of being a team. Obviously, they're very fast, but they're yeah. they've got players. They've got edgy players that are big and heavy and can play that set the tempo game too. Yeah, you can. You're talking about Colorado yeah, being yeah. able to do it. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I I mean, I think that the 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 blueprint has been taken by other teams since the Blues won the Stanley Cup. And uh, even the Tampa Bay Lightning went after that, that same mantra. They, you kidding me? There was no coincidence that they went at, after Pat Maroon. It's no coincidence that in that time they bulked up a fourth line and, and they got guys like that. Blake Coleman was, is a good example of a guy that they ended up getting at the deadline a couple of years ago. So, yes, Colorado, you know, Colorado has that. Colorado has a great check-in line as well with, that, with, uh, with the Cadre line. Um, you know, you've got Nichushkin, you've got Kadri, you've got Burkowski. Those are big, strong guys that can defend. They can go up against your other team's best players. Uh, Kadri's good on the face-off dot, and they're big, burly, and they're fast. So they've got that, and then they've got, certainly, they've got the Comfer line. They've got uh, uh, the, um, yeah, so anyway, they do, they do have the matchup for you, uh, for sure. And, and obviously, now they're, they're, they've got some injuries with Gerard, and they've got an injury with Landeskog, and so, you know, that, that bodes well for everybody playing against Colorado because now you're seeing them, what are they going to do without those types of players and how, what, how are they going to play? Are they going to lose a little bit of that identity? Are players that have to maybe play up the line not capable of playing up the line? Or will Colorado make a trade at the deadline uh, to improve their top six to make sure that they're not going to miss anything without Landeskog? I, I'm not sure at this particular point. I feel like they're going to make a move as well. 
Panger, the Blues falling to the Jets on Sunday in overtime, 4-3. to three, And they continue to have some issues with overtime. They've lost 6-7 of seven this season in yeah. overtime. Braden Chen was saying, we just have to do better. Overtimes haven't been good to us. What do you think it is about those overtime sessions that have been problematic for the Blues? I don't know, but I, I can't stand the, the way the three-on-three is going now anyway. I mean, how many times did you see Winnipeg get the puck? They went in the offensive zone. They came back out again. I, 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 I mean, I'm not going to make an excuse for them. I'm not out on the ice, but I, I, I don't think the St. Louis Blues team itself um, is, is much built for three-on-three hockey. I think they're, they're built for five-on-five five hockey, and the good news is, is when the playoffs start, it's five-on-five five and it's not three-on-three. Three. But um, all that being said, those are valuable points. Um, I thought the Blues did an excellent job when they pulled the goalie with about two, two minutes and 20 seconds remaining, and I set it on the air. The timing of that was very, very good. The transition of getting the goalie out with fresh bodies on the ice and then, and then to the set play that they, that they scored on um, was brilliant. I, I mean, it doesn't always work that way, that, that, uh, you know, that, that everything was, was to perfection. So I'm 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 not I'm more thinking too, Michelle, that yeah, the loss in the overtime, but I'm thinking the way that they tied the game up in regulation was very impressive to me. Panger, last thing from me: the Blues are a team that has a tendency to play to the level of their competition. Like great against the Rangers last week, didn't perform exceptionally well in that 13 game stretch. But do you like the fact that they're going to be tested for the playoffs over the course of the next month or so? Yeah, and I'm obviously really excited about Thursday night's game too. I mean, it's a uh, you know, not not only will there be a few wee leprechauns in the in the stands, I'm sure, with, but uh, but you know, it is Pittsburgh. It is special when when Sydney comes to town, and and uh, and it is the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're playing real good hockey. They play a a determined game, just like the Blues play. So, um, so I'm I'm looking forward to that 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 type of matchup for sure. And uh, you know, I mean, I I think the Blues learned a little bit in that game against Nashville. I mean, leading in. 3 nothing, and then letting that squander away, but that's hockey, and it's, it's about finding a way to come back and win those games and get great goaltending, which they did in that game, and I would expect that to continue here uh, you know, as we look at the schedule. Panger, it's always great to hear your voice. Glad to have you with us, and have a great week, and we'll be tuned in on Thursday night. You got it, guys. You have a great morning as well. And Brucey says hello. Okay? All right. Thanks, Brucey. <laughs> okay. Hi to Bruce, too. Okay, bud. Let's <laughs> see you later. Panger with us on 101 ESPN. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.